Chapter Eight of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Eight. A house in Tudor style. It would be difficult to imagine a more enchanting spot for a dwelling place than that where stood Hollymead House, near the northwestern angle of the Forest of Dean. It commanded a view of the Wye, where this beautiful stream, after meandering through the verdant meads of Herefordshire over old red sandstone assaults the carboniferous rocks of monmouth whose bold high ridges lying transversely to its course look as if no power of water could ever have cut through them but the wye has in its flow of countless ages carved out in spanish-american phrase Canand, a channel with banks here and there rising nigh a thousand feet above the level of its bed between these it glides with swift current not direct but in snake-like contortions fantastically doubling back upon itself almost to touching here and there cliffs rise sheer up from the water's edge grand merle escarpments of the mountain limestone such as show the tors and dales of derbyshire the codwell rocks below lidbrook forming the base of the famed simmons yet are of this character their grim facades seamed and broken into separate battlements giving them resemblance to ruined castles but such as could have been inhabited only in those days when there were giants on the earth the view from hollymead house better still from a high hill or tump above it took in the valley of the river where it enters the carboniferous strata near kern bridge there was no kern bridge then the stream being crossed by ford and ferry a mile further up looking in that direction in the foreground was coppetwood hill an oblong eminence embraced by one of the great sinuosities of the river more than six miles in the round and less than one across the neck or isthmus at this neck perched on a spur of the hill or hanging the stream stood a vast pile of building the castle of goodrich on whose donjon floated a flag long ere norman barons set foot on the soil of england for there the saxon duke godric lorded it over his churls and swineherds his iron rule at the conquest replaced 
by that of the marshals and later the talbots alike stern and severe looking beyond and northwestward a wide stretch of country came under the eye thickly wooded and undulating the ancient kingdom of urchin now called arkenfield backed in the far distance by a horizon of hills many with a mountain aspect and some real mountains as the curious saddle-bow with a depression or coal between its twin summits garway the gerilacht and the long dark range of the hatterals to the west was a very conglomeration of mountains seemingly crowded against one another yet all apart each distinguishable by an outline and aspect of its own most conspicuous of these the conical sugar-loaf the two skirids one of them named holy mountain and the lorange all towering above the town of Evergaveni, which is surrounded and embraced by them as the arena of an amphitheatre by its outer and more elevated circle sweeping round the skyline north and northeast the eye was met by many a bold projection as the longmans and clee hills with their view basalt and the hof wood summit of the famed silurian upcast of woolhope farther on to the east the malvern beacons of true mountain aspect remarkable from their isolation but still more in that there the geologists can see rocks the earliest stratified on earth some metamorphosed and all trace of stratification destroyed while there too are visible the rocks of igneous agency upheaved both by plutonic and volcanic forces the nessus basalts sinites and granites eastward over the forest edge could be seen extending far as visions verge the wide plains of worcester and gloucester as said an ancient seabed through which now flows the yellow severn and on a clear day bends and reaches of this grand river might be distinguished glistening gold-like in the sun the level expanse of its valley diversified by several isolated and curious eminences hills and ridges as may and Breden due east and more to the south the mendips and cotswolds alone looking southward from hollymead no mountains met the eye in that direction only the undulations of the forest itself clad in its livery of green all trees but immediately in front of the house and sloping gently away from it was a wide and long stretch of park-like pasture-land where the trees stood solitary 
or in clumps a double row of grand oaks bisecting it centrally guarding and shading the avenue which led to the public road outside this passed from rardine out of the forest by a steep descent down to walford thence on to ross architecturally hollymead house was a singular structure for it was in the early tudor style but when bricks were scarce and dear commodity and timber in the inverse ratio plentiful and cheap the walls were a framework of hewn oak uprights cross beams and diagonal ties due to the handiwork of the carpenter only the spaces between showing the skill of the mason and as if to keep ever in record the fact of this double yet distinct workmanship the painter and whitewasher had been now and then called upon to perpetuate it by giving separate and severely contrasting colors to what was timber and the interspacing material of mortar and brick the result a striped and checkered aspect of the oddest and quaintest kind sir richard might have had it in his mind when he made the figurative allusion to a cage and pair of pretty birds still it was not exactly cage-shaped but more like several set together some smaller ones stuck against or hanging from a large one that stood central the congeries due to a variety of wings projecting windows dormers and other outworks equally odd and irregular the arrangement inside an entrance hall with a wide stairway carried up around it the oak balusters very beams with a profusion of carving on them on each landing corridors dimly lighted leading off to rooms no two on the same level some of them bedchambers only to be got at by passing through other sleeping apartments interposed between and turn which way one would along passages or from room to room short flights of stairs or it might be but a step or two were encountered everywhere to the imminent risk of leg or neck breaking though such a structure may appear strange to the modern eye it did not so then for there was nothing uncommon in it hollymead house was but one of many like mansions of the day though one of the largest and most imposing nor are they all gone yet scores of such still stand throughout the shires of the marches and in perfect repair to commemorate the architectural skill or rather the absence of it which distinguished our ancestry in tudor times the owner of hollymead ambrose powell 
was a man of peculiar tastes and idiosyncrasies some evidence of which appears in the baptismal names he had bestowed upon his daughters a fancy having its origin in the fact that from a hill above the house could be seen the two great western rivers wye and severn poetically vaga and sabrina themselves in a sense sisters nurslings from the same breast of far Linlinen. from the summit of that tump his elder daughter had looked on her name mother at a later date than she made pretense of when urging the younger up the ridge between rarardine and drybook it was a wild witching spot the gray rocks of mountain limestone here and there peeping out from a low growth of hazel hawthorn yew and holly but the summit itself was bare affording on all sides a varied and matchless panorama of landscape being within the boundaries of their own domain sabrina oft climbed up to it not for the view's sake alone but because it was to her hallowed ground sacred as the place where she had made surrender of her young heart when she told sir richard walren it was his there was a pretty little summer-house with seats and many an hour ambrose powell himself spent there in the study of books and the contemplation of nature his delight not in a mere meditative way or as an idle dreamer but an active observer of its workings and searcher after its secrets nor did he confine himself to this but also took an interest in the affairs of man so strong as to have studied them in every aspect probed the social and political problems of human existence to their deepest depths which had conducted him to a belief a full firm conviction in the superiority of republican institutions as it must all whose minds are as god made or intended them and not perverted by prejudice or corrupted by false teachings he was in point of fact a puritan though not of the extreme stern sort in his ways of thinking rather as hampton and sir harry vane or with still closer similitude to a people then scorned and persecuted beyond all others the friends it is difficult in these modern days under the light of superior knowledge and a supposed better discrimination between right and wrong to comprehend the cruelties a barbarous atrocities to which were submitted the friends or as commonly called quakers a people who despite their paucity of numbers 
did then and since then have done and been doing more to ennoble the national character of england than all the apostles of her episcopacy with her political boasters and military braggarts to boot if neither the most notorious nor glorious no names in england's history can compare in goodness and gracefulness with the pens of sixteen forty and the brights of eighteen eighty though not a professed friend ambrose powell was a believer in their faith and doctrines and in his daily walk and life acted very much in accordance with them but not altogether for one of their ideas he dissented that of non-resistance of a pride independent spirit despite his gentle inclinings he would brook no bullying the last man to have one cheek smitten and meekly turn the other to the smiter instead he would strike back a scene we are now called upon to record and which occurred on that same evening gives appropriate illustration of this phase of his character and of chapter eight